Hey everyone, welcome to episode 41 of Layout. Today we talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, Kevin went viral on Twitter, we talk about that. Uh, we talk about the out of office hours initiative, which is awesome. New MacBook Pro and displays and resolutions and how we are uh, sad and mad about it. Uh, also Kevin kind of like shattered my reality. Uh, and then Figma's new components. Oh, also, at the very end of this show, there's a special announcement, so stick around for that. And with that said, let's get to the show. Uh, so today, for a change, stuff happened uh, this week, and we actually have stuff to talk about. Yeah. So, because we have, like, not, so we don't have, like, a big topic, but a lot of stuff happened. So I would suggest we just go through stuff that happened during the week and kind of, like, talk about it. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of a going back to our old format a bit. A little bit. Yeah. Let, let's every once in a while we'll go back and just talk about news. If we have like a <laughs> news back heavy, again, like I feel like the format of the show is mostly I want to talk to Kevin about stuff because <laughs> it's like, he's my design buddy and my friend and I want to talk about stuff that happened. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, so that's the format. <laughs> and when a lot of stuff happens, uh, news-wise, uh, that's also, you know, I also want to talk to him about that. So, with that said, something really interesting to me happened, but I bet it was more interesting to you. Um, something happened, and you went viral-ish on Twitter? I'm, I'm like, I'm super confused about exactly what happened, and I purposely didn't ask you anything because I wanted to ask you on the show. All right. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. Okay. You tweeted this, well, this tweet, this video of, I'm going to assume it's in Canada, uh, you know, icy road and cars just like sliding on the ice and crashing. And that was funny. Uh, and you got a shit ton of retweets and faves and all of that from that tweet. Here's what I don't know. I don't know if you actually recorded the video. I don't know what happened. I don't know anything. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the the like street you see is a street that's right in front of our office, and we're sort of on the first floor. Um, and our office has like windows all around, so we we're basically like front stage for like everything that happened. Um, and so most of the videos you see are filmed from our window. Um, so I didn't record. The full thing. I, I, I rec recorded a part of it. Like I recorded a bus. Um, and, and basically like as this happened on the morning, everyone was uh, posting their videos on our Slack channel. Um, so a bunch of different people, because this happened, like we made a montage of like all the, the accidents that happened. Um, mm -hmm. But there is maybe, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes between each of them. Um, so this like happened over a long period of time. Um, so people had like different, different angles, um, and stuff like that. So we like basically edited them all together, uh, and added kind of a, this beautiful soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> is it Frank Sinatra or something? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't remember exactly. So uh, by the way, if you are... Listening to this, you probably seen this video because even uh, like uh, TV Andy news stuff. Say what? Uh, the song is by Andy Williams. Real time feedback or follow up, uh, I guess. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, got picked up by news uh, news channels, and 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 I've I've seen it over at Facebook, and it was everywhere. So you've probably seen this video as well. Yeah, uh, and so we kind of all posted it, so you you always see like a bunch of different credits <laughs> for mm-hmm. like who made the video. Um, like all of us didn't care basically. Like we all just found it funny and didn't think for a second that it would become uh, go viral. Um, so yeah, we Over recorded it. Mindset. We posted it. Yeah, it's like all over the place. Um, and then basically, like five minutes after I posted my tweet, um, my phone just started like buzzing f- nonstop. Like it was just vibrating in my pocket. I was like, holy shit, what's going on? So I look at it and I don't know if you've seen that video and I should have recorded one, but it was, it was just like the too Instagram hard. One? Was busy. Yeah. The Instagram one where yeah. you see like the notifications flying by. This is what, what was happening on my phone. And like, uh, it was like that for a solid like 30 minute. Like my phone was boiling hot. Wow. I was like, holy shit, I like just set it on the table. I was looking at it go by, all these notifications. I was like, holy cow, what's going on? So uh, people were retweeting, like leaving like mentions, follows, like liking, all that stuff. Um, and so at that point I was just like, yeah, this is this is silly. Like, let's let me just turn off all the notifications for Tweetbot. Good <laughs> Cause I just can't take it anymore. Um, and like I was working, like it was a normal work day. Right. So like I had other stuff to do than to keep up with my viral tweet. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I looked at it like late afternoon after that. Um, uh, and I had like over a thousand mentions on mentions on, on Twitter. Um, Jesus. and then like already like a couple thousand retweets, Um, so yeah, it was crazy. Like I got a bunch of like DMS and like people saying like, Hey, like we want to buy your video for like, put it on our website or whatever. Like, uh, we'll credit you, blah, blah, blah. Like people from like news anchors, like, Hey, can we interview you for like our special segment? All that stuff. Um, Overall, uh, so I looked yesterday because I was I'm actually in the process of writing a blog post about this whole adventure. Um, nice. So uh, so far, I've gotten thirty three thousand retweets <laughs> and forty one thousand likes, uh, with a, a total of uh, a little over three and a half million impressions on wow. that tweet, which is like ridiculous. So you probably want to save some thoughts for the blog post, but no, definitely the... not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got to spoil it all here, folks. You get, you get the scoop. Actually. Yeah. I mean, depending on, on when this episode comes out, the post may come out before this, but anyways, okay. you get, you get the, the real, <laughs> the real end here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got to like experience a very strange thing. And that is being internet famous for like three days. Cause like this all happened for, yeah, maybe like three or three and a half days and then nothing. Right. Like right. It, it basically like blows up uh, and then suddenly stops. 
Um, so my, like any mentions, like were just useless. Like I just like couldn't, I had to scroll through thousands and thousands of mentions every day. Uh, and most of them were honestly like kind of garbage. <laughs> like, yeah. um, like most of them were kind of the same thing. It was interesting to see how people were using my tweet to illustrate different points. Like <laughs> either how like the people who are driving there were like stupid for not knowing how to drive. People saying like, oh, see, this is why I live in California. Um, or people are saying like, no, like the people who say, who mock like the, these cars are stupid because it was actually impossible for them to stop. And like, you basically like see the entire like round of like people finding funny, then people being mad because they find, they find this video funny. And then like people being mad at the people being mad. And then like, <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> it didn't stop. And I also got a bunch of tweets that I had to use the, uh, the translate feature in Tweetbot to be able to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, quite fascinating. Um, but uh, it was actually very isolating, like that whole experience, um, because I couldn't see any like mentions or, or comments or or stuff like that from the people I actually care about. Um, so it almost seemed like anything I, I, I would tweet during that time was like kind of useless because I, I just like wouldn't see any reply a response to it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was like kind of strange. And then, um, what was kind of, uh, kind of weird was like, uh, I got some semi-famous people retweeting it, like, uh, DHH retweeted it. Um, I don't know if you know him, uh, creator of Rails. No, who's DHH? Also, uh, got, uh, you may know this one, Swift on security. <laughs> Who retweeted it? Um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. So, wow. So it's like a bit nerdy group. Yeah, I mean, some nerdy, some really not. <laughs> and then uh, when I got home, like after work, uh, it was on radio. It was on a TV. Next morning, it was in like basically every newspaper. <laughs> it was just like surreal. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, after three days, it was, it was basically over and I went back to normal. So I, I got to, uh, remove the option for say, seeing only notifications from the people you follow, which was nice. Cause honestly, like that's, mm-hmm. that's an okay, uh, fix. So basically like to basically just filter out the useless res- replies, I had to turn this, this mode on, uh, to only see from, from people that I follow, but um, I actually enjoy seeing mentions from people I don't follow. Like just, you know, I can't follow everyone on Twitter, but uh, like there's a bunch of people that I, I kind of know because we're interacting on Twitter, um, even though I don't like directly follow them. So what I would have yeah. really liked is an option to see uh, only mentions from people who follow me because a lot of people who are just like responding to the video didn't follow me at all. Like they didn't care about what I had to say in normal life. They just cared about like this funny video. So, but other than that, um, yeah, I mean, it's over. I'm happy it's over. Honestly, like it's on the grand scheme of things. Like it wasn't a, a huge like controversy or anything. Like some people get it way worse and it wasn't something I had directly made. And like most of the comments were positive, but it honestly, like it kind of, 
ruined Twitter for me for a while. Yeah, that's that's what I want to ask. Like for people who are actually like famous and have thousands and thousands of followers, I have to believe that that's like maybe not super normal, but that's kind of like yeah. And it sort of becomes a like Twitter becomes a you only post stuff, and then like your your mentions are just like like nothing good in there. And it just started to feel like work. I was just seeing that number increase over time of like all the unread DMs and messages and stuff like that. It just felt exhausting rather than being like, oh, like I got like five new replies today. Like I wonder what these people are saying Uh, and have it like most of the time be very interesting. So, yeah, um, I I don't know. I feel like Twitter... uh, like they're largely incompetent, but if they <laughs> they actually knew what they were doing, I feel like there's a lot of problems that they could be solving to make that experience better. And I'm <clears throat> I'm not saying like that that's more important than any of this stuff around like um, like blocking like abusive accounts and stuff like that. Like definitely not. Uh, but it's it definitely showed how like some of the people who drive the most. Um, like the most engagement on Twitter, like really don't use Twitter the way normal people do. So yeah, and I feel like it'd be beneficial. Like think about all the, I don't know, like artists or just like people that are internet famous. Um, I think it, it'd be beneficial that like you could, as a normal person, like have normal conversations and interact with these people. And some of them I think actually like are able to do have the, these conversations, but it's just like this incredible amount of work. And I like, to be fair, I don't know how they do it, but yeah, it just makes it really hard. So I found this, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, um, oh, yeah. Twitter has hired a new head of product and he only tweeted, uh, 143 times. So yeah, I feel like they're just trolling at that point. Like, don't even- uh, so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So he has an account since uh, 14th of July, 2007. So pretty OG. How can you hire your head of product? Like they may be, they have to be like extremely, like unbelievably talented for you to hire them, even though they don't even use your service. Like that's just like ridiculous to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bananas. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so anyways, do you want to know like the funniest thing of all of this is? Shoot. Um, so the video actually got taken down. Well, because- let me guess. Because of the song? Yes. <laughs> yep. There you go. I, when I saw that, I was like, mm, no, that's not gonna, that's not gonna slide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is why I posted it directly on, uh, on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. because... I was like, if I post it on YouTube, like this is not going to last. I was like, Twitter, I feel like I have a chance. Um, so it lasted like maybe four day, four or five days uh, up. Uh, and then anyways, like everything was over uh, when, when it got taken down. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. <laughs> so it's offline now. Sometimes they just, they just won't let you monetize, uh, but let you keep the video uh, that happened to me once right uh some other times they just cut out the audio which would still work for you guys like for that video like the audio is not super important yeah that's true 
but I guess because it was getting so much traction, I guess they decided to take it out. Yeah. All right, this is a good segue. Speaking of YouTube and Twitters and stuff, <laughs> um, have you heard of this new um, drama revolving YouTube? Uh, uh, PewDiePie? No, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, but no. <laughs> so, well, actually, PewDiePie has a great video on it. I don't know if the, you're you're referring. You're talking about the 50 million. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you guys, we're uh, we're stopping the podcast at 50 million. <laughs> So yeah, we are saying no, but that's that's not it. Uh, so basically, YouTube has been has been messing with their algorithm in how videos are basically appear on the recommended um, part of the of the site. And, right. Um, like usually, the way YouTube works is you subscribe to channels, and uh, most people they don't go to the like subscription section which is the way that i consume youtube i just go to the subscription tab or thing on the site and i just go yeah i do that too but yeah but most people they don't do that they just go to the home page but how youtube usually works is people that you are subscribed to you will see their videos like on the top of the page usually that's usually that's how they operate and for a lot of channels and there's no like correlation like obvious correlation which channels but some channels they stopped appearing on the suggested and the recommended parts of youtube which of course it will take a huge hit on views for those creators not only that a lot of channels start uh, start seeing a decrease in subscribers like they were losing subscribers uh and people were all of a sudden like hey i I was sure I was subscribed to PewDiePie or whatever, and now I'm not. Like, I have to subscribe again, which is weird. And, of course, this might sound, like, you know, silly and not important to most of us. But if you are a YouTuber, if you live there, that's your life. Uh, anything that YouTube can do to screw up their numbers, <laughs> that's problematic. So that happened, and basically creators are pissed at youtube because they're messing it all and they don't say anything youtube never says anything that they, they're changing they're doing so creators are like kept in the dark yeah and in pewdiepie's video he's like <laughs> i reached out to youtube and they're like eh, we don't know <laughs> what's going on we don't know what that right. might, might be happening right. uh <laughs> i was like are you serious right now <laughs> okay so uh so my question is: Now that you're a famous YouTuber, has this uh, impacted you in any way? No, no. This only impacts the big ones. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Wait, you're not. Anyway. You're not a big YouTuber. I know what? what. I don't even have 200 subscribers. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you well, get but, there. Uh, so kind of related. Uh, well, not at this pace. I stopped posting videos. I haven't posted something like two weeks or something. Anyway, uh, video is super important in the interwebs, as we all know. Like every company is crazy about video because that's usually that's apparently the future of content on the internet. Uh, Twitter just—I uh, don't know when they officially announced this, but I just saw uh, MKBHD. I have to say that slowly. <laughs> uh, I can never. Anyway, MKBHD, which is a very famous YouTuber, um, he does tech reviews. That's mostly it. Uh, but he's a very famous YouTuber. He He's partnering with Twitter to give people a demo of this thing, which is called Media Studio. 
And from what I could tell from that video, by the way, we're linking this in the show notes. So if you want to see that tweet video tweet from MKBHD, just click on the link. Um, so basically it's like, it's a thing for creators. Uh, I tried signing up for, for it and like they ask you the name of the company and what kind of, what kind of content are you producing? So it's not like for individuals you have to be like a creator or whatever. Right. Um, but it's a way for you to manage all of your assets, like videos and pictures and all uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can like batch uh, import stuff like videos, for example, uh, to Twitter. Uh, you can schedule tweets. So, for example, well, let's post this video at 8 a.m. tomorrow or something like that. And you can, and this is a pretty big one, uh, you can monetize videos now, like the videos that you post. So, for example, if you have posted that, that... <laughs> Man, can you think how much money I would have made? Probably less than you would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was like, hey, you made a total of like 20 bucks. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Treat yourself. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this is it's interesting to see Twitter going, going, chasing video and their creators after shutting down Vine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Which I still don't understand. Like, I don't understand why they shut it down. Maybe because they wanted to to focus on the Twitter core app. But just so sell it. Would be just sell it. Competing? Like, I, don't, I don't know. But that's, yeah, but see, that's the only way. That's the only reason that makes sense for them to shut it down and not sell it is if they think Vine could be competing with Twitter. And so they wanted to shut it down. Yeah, but I mean, like, if Vine would be competing with Twitter, then, like, why are you shutting it down? Why don't you just keep it around? I don't Can know. This whole thing is, competing. like, yeah, entire other discussions, but it's, yeah. yeah, super strange. Like, I'm not even trying to, like, understand why Twitter does the thing it does anymore. Like, it's no, a complete you, mystery. You, sh- you shouldn't do that because you, yeah. you will fail. Yeah, speaking that. of w- weird, like, Twitter things that happened. I tuned into mm. like the there was a, a Rogue One live stream where they mm. asked questions to like stars, and it was like right on at the top of the the uh, Twitter feed in like the native Twitter app, like the the default one. Um, okay. So I clicked it, uh, and like I accidentally d- dismissed it, and just could not find it anymore. <laughs> Well, just gone. <laughs> the like nice big banner was was gone. It wasn't in moments. It wasn't in trending. It was It didn't show up in search. At least you have moments. It's like I don't even know what you're doing anymore. Twitter, like, it's dumb. Anyways, just search for it. I hear uh, Twitter search is pretty good. Oh yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> Speaking of Rogue One, when are you watching it? Uh, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna watch it on uh, Wednesday. Oh really? Um, mm-hmm. well, I was thinking on watching it on launch day, which is like the 16. I haven't been able to find like a, a special screening. Okay. Oh, wait, there's a, sh- there's a premiere tomorrow. Yeah. Sometimes there's these like semi-private screenings that happen. Yeah. Um, can I anyways. buy tickets? Anyways. So going <laughs> back to the show. Uh-huh. Um, Sorry. Yeah, is there anything like particularly interesting about for us about um, Media Studio? I mean, I guess it's cool for the, the people that are going to use it, and I don't know. Maybe it's a it gives YouTube some competition. 
Yeah, I mean, again, we're not going to use this. Uh, the thing interesting here for me is that they are pursuing this, which not surprised that they are, but at least uh, we can actually see something coming out, right? Yeah, some work done, <laughs> and it's it's pretty interesting seeing this partnership, this collaboration with MKBHD, which again, a big YouTuber, right? Um, that's interesting. They're almost like. Um like outsourcing their product announcements now. KBHD. <laughs> and honestly, like if anything, he's great at doing these like demonstrations and explaining yeah. stuff. Like this oh, is yeah, perfect. That's, that's like, a great pick. Yeah. I mean, they should do more of that actually. Like that's smart. Yeah. And, and if I were him, if I were them, uh, I would uh, take advantage of this uh, creators being pissed at YouTube bandwagon. Yeah, definitely. But then again, uh, I, I found it hilarious that when I saw that tweet from MKBHD, I clicked on a video. It was like this low resolution, like <laughs> sampling, which looked terrible for like five seconds because, you know, you don't want to be buffering a video for three seconds. Would, would, would you say it wasn't crispy? <laughs> yes, I would say that. And all you know, right. If you know MKBHD, uh, you know he shoots like YouTube videos with a red camera. Like he's all about the, the picture quality. So anyway, that was a bit ironic. All right. Uh, so next thing I want to talk about um, is this initiative by uh, Dustin Sinos. Um, Senos Sinos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, that that is called out of office hours. And basically, uh, it's this really cool initiative that he started by just like creating a post on Medium. It was like, hey, I really care about um, diversity and helping new people come into the industry because we've seen some some tweets. Um, like as someone was was talking about like how the interview process at, at Dropbox and stuff like that is like ridiculous. So it, he was like, hey, like I really want to help people out, and rather than like just say I want to help people out. I need to actually do something about it. Uh, so he created this website where uh, basically people in the industry can uh, fill out a questionnaire, uh, sign up, and offer uh, some time uh, that anyone can book. The way it works is you basically send a Calendly link, and that connects with your your Google Calendar, and you can set up like, okay, I'm gonna be free during those hours. And then people can book them, and that's a way for you to give back to people in the community and help answer their questions and sort of give them a bit of like insight on like what it's like to to work in our industry and some tips and tricks and stuff like that. So really cool initiative. I love that like someone actually went in and created a kind of a system for that. And yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna benefit from that. Definitely, I would love to have this. A couple of years ago, even like today, uh, I would <laughs> love to use this, but I feel like I shouldn't because it's not really for me. Yes, but part of me kind of wants to fill in this <laughs> this questionnaire and try it. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not filling it out, uh, like not mm. um, taking someone's time, um, right? Because I, I like rather leave it to other people, but. Holy crap, like there's an amazing list of people and I would have killed to have that uh, when I was starting out. Definitely, definitely. And, and 
it's not only for people starting out. Uh, believe me, I think this is golden for people who are not in San Francisco, basically. <laughs> right. Uh, because that's part of the a big thing that I noticed when I, you know, I spent a couple of months in San Francisco is how uh, how normal everything is over there and like how accessible people actually are like people in this list um well take take for for example uh tim van dam uh he's a huge hero inspiration of mine uh i love his work i love him and when i was in san francisco i met him at this meetup like free meetup whatever and then we became friends and then he was on the show and then like we went to have coffee and like it's so accessible that you really don't, you can't imagine if you're there. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is like, this is an opportunity for people who can't really meet team Van Damme at a meetup, but also, you know, um, talk with these people and, and kind of like relate to them and, and see they're just people. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and they're super smart and awesome, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think this is a great, great initiative. And well, for me, it's weird because in I can't really be the students on the student side and people just starting out because I like I'm not there, and I can't I can't be a volunteer as well because I don't feel like I have enough experience and insights what? to give to people. No, ah, like, oh, come on. You know, you don't want to be on the same list as uh, Tim Van Dam and 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 Dustin Sinos and well. No you gotta start somewhere. <laughs> John Martinez. Jesus, I'm just looking through this. No, honestly, um, I'm I'm sure that people would love to learn from you. Um, Sebastian Dewitt. Jesus. <clears throat> tweet Rafa if you uh, if you think you should be on this. <laughs> um, uh, well, well, if you are on a weird time zone uh, and you are awake, actually, when decent people in the decent time zone are awake, <laughs> yeah, tweet at me and say, "Hey, dude, you wanna you know uh, go on Skype for?" 20 minutes and talk over coffee or something. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, so I've, I've been like pretty busy in the last couple of days, so I haven't had the time to do anything, but mm. I'm going to take a pledge here. Um, I will sign up for this, um, as a mentor. Um, so mm. yeah, if, if anyone's like interested in taking some time, uh, and chatting about anything you want, uh, I'd be more happy to more than happy to do so. So yeah. Uh, check it out. Uh, I may do it like right after this. So um, if so, we'll put a link in, in the show notes so you can book me. Actually, um, they're projecting this uh, thing for the first quarter of 2017. So even if you go through now, I think you'll only be available uh, on the first quarter. Oh, there we Next go. Year. There you go. We'll, we'll let you know, uh, even if we're not on this particular initiative uh um like if enough people like find it interesting and would like to chat with us maybe we can do a layout office hours yeah that'd <laughs> be fun here have you have you have you heard uh listen to that um reply all episode where they stayed for 48 hours on call no <laughs> <laughs> so basically you'll have they, to tell me <laughs> Uh, Reply All is this podcast on... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about yeah. the podcast. Just, well, uh, but maybe the listeners don't. Uh, oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the host... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, you don't need to talk about that. <laughs> uh, 
uh, dude, we're recording a show. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, we're going to post this on the interwebs. But honestly, it's funny, but so, sometimes someone in the office is going to mention like something we talked about during the show. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, it's <laughs> so weird. Like I kind of forget that all of this is yep. public and I'm just not having a chat with, with my friend Rafa. Um, mm. So yeah, we do tend to forget about it's that. It's always weird. It's always weird. Uh so on this show, the hosts, uh, they gave out this phone number and for 48 hours they were t- picking up every call from random strangers on the world. They would call them and they would pick it up. And anyway, that was it uh, for 48 hours. Yeah, We could do something like that. We could do like, hey, you know what? From this time to that time, uh, we're live. You can join in if you want or not. Yeah, we won't do 48 hours. <laughs> no. No, we won't. We're going to do like maybe one. Maybe 48 minutes. <laughs> Tops. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it'd be fun to do like a, a call-in show or something. Yeah. 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 All right. Do that next, sometime uh, in the future. Next topic. Hey, do you have your new MacBook? No, not yet. I'll get it in the new year. Oh my God. Okay, so I have this on the show notes. Uh, I want to talk to you about the new MacBook when you actually have right. it. Just a quick thing that, um, I don't know, I, I, I just want to mention it. So you tweeted that uh, article from uh, Mark Edwards, mm-hmm. the like basically displays for designers. Yeah. And then uh, one of the things that he says is that... Um, Whatever screen display you're going to use, or even if you're using just your laptop uh, display, never do the, like, you know, when you can change the, basically the resolution. Yeah. Right. If you want to have like two to one ratio, which is like the true retina or have like every pixel is exactly like one pixel. The thing with having more space or more crisp. And the whole thing is like, never do one of those weird halfway point so you either do the default like the the middle one like two i mean four pixels equals to one pixel yeah um or do one to one which everything is super small tiny <laughs> i know people do that which is crazy but can you even anyway. do that you can yeah you can wow <laughs> i know someone who does that which is holy crazy. moly <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> uh, you can't even see the cursor anyways <laughs> So the middle point is like one and a half or 1.75, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Don't do that because what a computer is going to do is run like a virtual a virtual machine type of thing. They're simulating it. So they're using the GPU actually to render that, uh, doing some math processes, whatever. Yeah, well, uh, so they're, they're basically rendering uh, more. Like they're bi- they're rendering the entire screen and then they're squishing it down, so it's right. like doing that calculation is is more intensive on uh, on the GPU. And so you lose actually performance, you lose battery life if you're on a if you're on a yeah. Laptop. I'd be curious though to see uh, actual numbers on that because mm-hmm. some people mentioned that uh, on Twitter and stuff, but I have never seen like any actual benchmarks. But the thing related to this new MacBook Pro. The one with the touch bar. I'm not sure if the same happens in the Escape. But the default is at 1.75 or something. So the middle one yeah. between more space and the 
best for retina, whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah, it's more space than normal. Right. So that's not good for performance, and that's not good for battery life. And and they they don't have thirty two gigs of RAM because battery life. And then what gives? I mean, I don't what. No, 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 no. Okay, so a <laughs> couple of things here. One, I haven't seen any like really good benchmarks of uh, like battery life differences between the best for Retina and the scaled up version. Mm-hmm. If if anyone has uh, has some, I'd be very curious to see. But I think like it's way more likely that the battery life uh, issues are because the battery is like twenty five percent smaller. Because uh, basically, like the gains, I, I don't know. Like this might be a repeat of uh, of some ATP stuff, uh, but what what? Or I think it might actually been in the YouTube video that Marco posted. Uh, but basically, uh, the gains, the battery life gains you get with Skylake amount to about twenty five percent when the computer is not under load. So if you're doing like very light, like web browsing or something like that. Then you get the twenty five percent savings in battery life, but as soon as you like start actually using it, um, you don't get those those power savings. And so what that means is they made the battery twenty five percent smaller, and it's not consuming that much less battery life. So effectively, your battery life is twenty five percent like shorter. I think that's way more likely than just saying like because your GPU has to do a bit more work because your your screen is scaled down. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that's the reason why it has a poor battery life. I'm not. If that oh, would, okay. would be the reason, just change the setting and now you have better battery life. Right. No, I'm just saying that it's a weird decision because it's not perfect when it comes like rendering stuff. It's not good because it's doing some yeah. weird simulation. And it's not great for battery life. So why why really i'm not expecting you to answer this i'm just like hmm. i'm just curious about this yeah i'm not sure actually i i feel cuz on how about your macbook adorable was it set to uh the the more space by default or the best for retina no the the best for retina the classic one actually let me, let me check cuz i thought i thought that that one by default was oh was wait called- wait okay this is weird yeah. So I, I think that's there's no middle one. <laughs> <laughs> oh interesting. Um so yeah, I think it it all fell from the decision on the MacBook Adorable, um, which is like super tiny, so they were like, Hey, you know what? It kinda looks fine if you run it on the, the more space uh option. And then if they make a 13-inch laptop that actually has less like real estate because it's the like best for retina, it's kind of weird and silly. Um, so I think that's why they kind of had to make all of them the, the more space. What I think they should do is make panels that are actually higher resolution. So you can have like the best for retina at a smaller size, if that makes sense. Yeah, dude, you know what? Yeah, it's it's a weird scaling, the default one on this yeah. MacBook Adorable. Oh my there god, dude, go. I'm so pissed now. <laughs> what have you done? I just assumed. It's it's been here all along. Hiding oh in my your MacBook god. Adorable. So so the native resolution of this laptop is 
2304 by 1440. The default resolution is 1280 by 800, which is a very, very standard uh, size. But if I actually did like cut it halfway and do it retina style, it would be 1152 by 720. So a 720p right. uh, screen. And I just tried it and I can't because now everything looks huge and gross. Oh, there you go. <sighs> it destroyed my reality, dude. <laughs> oh, no. However, I've, I found that on the 13 inch, um, whatever like scaling they're doing, uh, the, the more space option looks better on the 13 inch than the 15 inch. So Why? use that information how however you want. What's the math there? What's the logic? I haven't even like I haven't even looked into this. I was just like looking at the store and comparing the different uh, like screen size options and stuff like that. I found it much more acceptable on the 13 inch. So maybe this is just like placebo effect because I want the 13 inch, but <laughs> um, <laughs> to my eyes it did look better um, on the 13. Oh so. What the, what the hell am I gonna do now? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet at Mark Edwards and say, "Dude, what do I do? This is a 12-inch screen. Don't <laughs> tell me that." But it's fine. Like, so uh, when I get my 13-inch, I'm, I'm probably gonna run it at at the default size and not yeah. the best for Retina, and just live with it because, like, it's not my main computer. I'll always mm-hmm. run it with. Like when I'm doing actual work, I'll have it hooked up to a display that is going to be set to best for right now. So when I'm on the go answering emails and stuff, yeah. But on this one, it's like it's not great because this is such a weak machine that, you know, if I could save some performance, some some power on whatever, I, I'm, I will. But again, that's what I'm telling you. Like, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think it does give it a tiny bit more work, but I don't think it's huge. I should do I should do some tests. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, actually, you're a perfect person to run that. I was when I was in San Francisco. Now I barely use this laptop. Anyway, okay. Well, thanks for ruining this. All right. Uh, so Figma launched a new uh, update recently. Um, they did. Which I don't even know if update is the right term because it's it just like. <laughs> It's just there. Um, they, 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 they've launched a new feature. Yes. Let's call it like that. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you tell me about it? Okay. So I was... Um, so, but okay, it's components, which is uh, Figma's take on symbols uh, in Sketch. They call it components, which, by the way, makes a lot of sense if you use React or something. I mean, it's, it's not a new word new concept. I was fortunate enough to, I mean, I've seen this when I was uh, at Brin's. Uh, he gave me a quick demo of, of this. Uh, then I was in the beta for a while. So I've been, I've been testing this, not like super hardcore because Figma is still, like I use it, I use it for, it's not side projects, but it's like a new project that I'm starting now. I will try to use it. So not like my main job, main design work whatever mm-hmm. smaller project that i can take my hands on like I put my hands on I'll, I'll i'll use figma for that so all this to say that i didn't test it like hardcore every day but 
it's pretty smart. It works pretty well. I think um, if you have you, have you read the Medium post? They, uh, they, I, I skimmed it. <laughs> I TLDR'd it. Okay, <laughs> but um, I, I did play with the feature. So it's like, by the way, this Medium post. I think it's the. It should be the new standard of uh, announcing features. Like, yeah, definitely. It's a post. Um, it, it's written by Rasmus Anderson. He works works there. Uh, by the way, a big hero of mine, and he play like this was his project when he joined. So he's been working on this for a while now. And he wrote this big in-depth long medium post about explaining the feature, um, how it came to be, some of the struggles, uh, some of the processes and how they arrived at this solution. Anyway, you should read it. We're going to put a link in the show notes. But these components paired with Figma's, uh, what do they call it? Like constraints feature, right? Yeah. What you can do is pretty great. And it, the way you, like if you if you start using this and you're coming from Sketch, there are some assumptions that you're going to miss because you feel like, oh, but then how do I do X or Y? Uh, and it's something that I feel like Figma always has to keep in mind that a lot of people are like new to the tool and coming from Sketch most likely. And I feel like that's also one of the reasons as to the... The UI is so similar to Sketch, which I think is a good thing. I mean, it's a smart thing. So the way you use this is you have a like a, a, an object, an element. You create a component of it, and then every time, like you duplicate it, like copy paste it, or just you know option click and drag, you create a new instance. And there's no separate page with all of your symbols or components in this case, like you do in Sketch. So there's really no like the true form of it, like the, the original <laughs> symbol OG, they're just instances of the same symbol. And then if you want to uh, create overrides, the way to do it is also very smart and very easy. You just set some of the attributes like, okay, I want this fill to override, or I want the border or the font size or whatever. And it will override that um, that property, but keep the rest. So... This is hard to explain in an audio medium, but just just go to that medium post. Just take a look at, at the pretty pictures and the gifs, and you will see what what, I, what I'm saying. Um, it's pretty it's pretty smart. It's pretty great, and it works flawlessly so far. So kudos to Figma. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that the way they do overrides is better than anything I've seen in Sketch. Like they've made it better in Sketch with. By like mm-hmm. have, making you click that icon to like sync it back, um, but I think like being able to just edit some like basic colors and fonts and stuff like that is very useful uh, for most mm-hmm. things. So when I'm comparing this to Sketch, I find myself missing a lot of things. So like it's fine that you can go in and like override certain properties. Um, but I find that in some instances it almost gives you too much flexibility. I kind of want people to only be able to like select certain like presets basically. Like if I'm doing, I'm like using my, uh, existing example of, uh, just doing a tab bar. I want people to be able to like select between the available icons that they can put in that sidebar and have them change 
but it, it looks like that's not possible yet in um, in Figma, uh, which is like slightly annoying. Like it, it's, it, to, I almost see it as like it's kind of halfway there between like what what's uh, Sketch actually lets you do. And then the second thing that I realized, uh, and we can talk about the stuff that you don't like too, but, and I just feel bad, like whenever we talk about Figma, but like, I honestly cannot make something that looks good in Figma. I just can't. Interesting. And maybe it'll get better over time, but I just like, like something is wrong to me. Like the scaling's either, either bad or something. Like it always looks blurry. For some reason, it doesn't look sharp. Um, and then, like, I'm always like basic stuff. Like, I can't like if you click on a number field, you can't just like put your mouse on it and like increase or decrease the that number. It's just like basic stuff like that. That's just like really annoying. And I don't know. Maybe that mixed with like my lack of of mastery <laughs> of Figma. Mm-hmm. Just like I, I don't know. I feel like so far, it's just not worth it to me to like invest a bunch of time into trying to learn that tool. Um, that does things a bit differently, but it's like mostly a step sideways for me. Like not a clear step forwards. So I don't know, but I feel bad because like we know like people that work on it. And I honestly like wish them the best. Like I think they're really trying to make some like the best tool that they can. But I just like I don't know. It's really not for me. I guess this is what I'm trying to say here. I totally understand. I agree with almost everything, and I'm also not there. Uh, but so before I talk about Figma, just the one thing that I really don't like about symbols in Sketch. So we also have to talk trash about sketch a bit uh we're not talking trash by the way we're criticizing uh <laughs> yeah i definitely think that sketches implementation is definitely not perfect yet yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're both and both of them aren't right like they're coming at it from different angles and they are like figmas is better for overrides sketches is better for like components i find and and i don't want to come out as Coming out strong against Sketch. I mean, I, I was called out on Twitter because, like, hey, you shouldn't talk bad about Sketch because this <laughs> thing about Figma, like, they built this base on the shoulders of Sketch's work and all. Like, guys, I have Sketchcast. Like, I'm really into Sketch. <laughs> I love that tool. Like, it made, partially made my career, all right? Uh, but it's because I love it so much that I also am hypercritical. Uh, um, so one of the things uh, that uh, kind of drives me insane with symbols and sketches that you can't really edit stuff like text. Let's take text, uh, text directly on a symbol. You have to use this thing on a sidebar to the little fields to change it. Like sometimes I just want to do, all right, you know what? This is a symbol. Let it be a symbol. But on this particular one, let me change this thing here really quick. Just the color of this yeah. text or whatever. And you can't. You either detach it from symbol and then it's not a symbol anymore and it's kind of like useless. Or you go back to the symbols page and you create um, like a new one. You duplicate that symbol and do that little variancy and then go back and change on the drop down. It's, it's not intuitive. It's like I have to learn symbols and work around it. It's not 
sketch doesn't work the way I want to work. Does that make sense? Anyway, just a bit of yeah. a ramble, and that's one of the things that I prefer uh, in this Figma's implementation of this thing. But to echo some of your sentiments about Figma, I'm totally there. And it's so weird that, well, like you said, like we know people that work there. I have lunch with that team at their offices, and they're like the nicest team, the coolest team I've seen. And I love them. Everyone's super smart. I love what they're doing. I can't use Figma like full time because it's a lot of what you said, but the hard part is that I can't put my finger on it. Like I really don't know what it is. It's something, Yeah. it's the, the, the panning, like the scrolling, it's different. It's not bad or worse, or I can't really say what it is. It's different. It's weird in a way. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I could hate- make a terrible comparison. Should I make it or not? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it and you can tell me if we edit it out or not. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. To me, it, and like, it's maybe a, like a strong comparison. Okay. Okay. But to me, Figma is like Windows and Sketch is like Mac OS then. Mm-hmm. In a way that, like, I could definitely use Windows, like, <laughs> do stuff and be fine. But it's like all the little things that it like it doesn't quite get quite right that are just like odd. Um, like on Windows, like the anti-aliasing just like drives me insane. Like just like little things like that, but it's just like a little bit off and a little bit weird, and it's like. Like overall, I find that the amount of like not making it the most pleasant environment to work in, whereas Sketch feels a lot more polished. So I feel like whenever I'm in Sketch, I kind of have to like live up to like (laughs) how nice the app is, you know, when like the work that I'm doing versus like... I find that Figma is also, or like maybe a better comparison is like Google Drive. Like it's fine. It works. um, It's reliable. But is it like the most enjoyable tool you've ever used? Like probably not. So yeah, I think like they can probably get there. Can they do that while staying in the browser? Not sure. But yeah, Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But also like on the other hand, I, I... like someone could very well make the argument that like you're just not using it enough and mm-hmm. that over time you get used to those things and actually like once they, they grow on you and like you get to learn it, you really get to appreciate them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like going back to sketch would actually feel foreign. Uh, and that's a totally fair argument. Um but I've been feeling like in the past couple of months, like there's just so many tools and so many new things coming out. And this is like kind of a big rant. So like, sorry for, uh, for bringing the mood down. Uh, but like, I feel like I just can't keep up with all the new stuff. And it like, I am having like a hard time justifying spending all that time. Um, like, learning and trying out all these new tools i can't like i can't afford doing that if that tool is not going to be 10x better than whatever i'm currently using 
And it seems like with Figma, again, like I said, it's like mostly a step sideways. Like it's, it's still not clear that like this is like clearly an improvement on all fronts. Um, so like right now for me, it's just not worth it. And like we're talking about Figma here, but I think it's the case with many tools that I just like try for f- 15 minutes and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of nice. But like, honestly, I'll just do a prototype in HTML and CSS because <laughs> that's easy and that's, that's basic. And I know how <laughs> it works. It's simple and it gets the job done. It's so framer. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Are you talking about framer then? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so like there's, I mean, plenty of other tools, yeah, like, yeah, not yeah, just no. framer, I, right? I, I like totally... principle, there's like, um, origami like they're all like doing interesting things on their own but at the end of the day like if i'm doing an app like i'll just code it in in xcode like it'll be pretty it'll take pretty much the same time and then at the end i'll have like a fully working prototype mm-hmm. um so i don't know i just feel like sometimes i don't know i, I like i have to choose to pick my battles and like like fair enough like i'm also I'm like mostly on the management side these days. So like I have less and less time to dedicate to actually like learning new software. So maybe there's a bit of that in there. Uh, But I'm just like seeing a a fatigue of like new tools and new workflows that sometimes just like don't seem worth it to me. And I totally know like I sound like a Photoshop person right now, but. (laughs) Yeah, sketching those cool kids and. Get off of my lawn. Anyway, I I, I wonder if it's actually a fatigue of tools and new things coming out, or it's just us. We are tired. I mean, us like you and me. I mean, yeah, right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, maybe us, or is it the tools in the environment? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that doesn't take anything away from like all the teams like like Figma and, and Framer and like that do great things, and it's always like really interesting, and that's why we we talk about it. Um, but I think with a lot of them, there's I feel like they're still immature, immature enough, like they're not quite there yet that like they're really a clear like solid improvement the way Sketch was over. Photoshop. Yeah, you could say the same for Sketch 2. Yes. Version 2. And if you go back and look at my website, I had exactly that article that was like, yeah, this is like, they're doing interesting things, but it's just like not worth switching right now. Yeah. Um, So, and I mean, that's, it's all, it depends on where you're coming from and what, are you predispositioned to do and to embrace? Just like Sketch. I mean, Sketch is a great example of this. Uh, once it was a new tool that was trying stuff out, like trying trying new things and, and you know, being faithful and true to themselves uh, and not just like cater to a market or whatever, like do what, what they believe it was the best tool. And for a long period of time, there was a lot of people on Photoshop uh, like yourself and like saying this is not worth the the hassle of learning in the tool and moving and all. It doesn't mean that they were doing the wrong thing. Uh, they should keep doing just like Figma. Like the fact that for us and for for a lot of people, like it's still not there. It's not perfect. Uh, it's not worth the hassle of learning in the tool and moving everything over. It doesn't mean that they should stop. Yeah, 
like keep doing that. Uh, yeah, that's that's why they call it like early adopters. That's, yeah, that's yeah, definitely. Get. It's it's weird because like I'm mo- like usually an early ad- adopter with that stuff, right? Like in every yeah. other regards, I I would consider myself as an early adopter. But I think there's something different about designing that I find like in order for me to design something correctly, like there's whether you like it or not, there's an element of creativity and I feel like I can't tap into that. Well, I don't want to have the whole argument between like is design like (laughs) art or whatever. So, but there's this element of creativity, this like, I have to get into that state of play and like just trying stuff out and like oh yeah my I I have to like not think about the tool because if I think about the tool that I'm using then I can't get into that state and so that's why for me like my tool needs to be like I need to master it and like know it top to bottom before I can get like really proficient in it. So I think for me, that's, that's why it takes, it probably takes me longer to adopt new, um, new pieces of software. Um, but yeah, so sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good rant. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> I think you're, you're into something and it's not, it's no one's fault basically. Right. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely not saying like, Hey, like, you should stop making the next like prototyping tool or whatever, right? Like I'm definitely yeah. not saying that. I know. I know. I know you're not. Like I, I think it's good that like the more of these tools out there is better, more comp- competition, like newer, like fresh ideas. But I'm just saying like it's just not always worth it, and I think like if I have to choose how to spend my time like between learning a new tool or like honing my craft and like practicing my skills as a designer, I think I'd rather get better at design overall than like kind of learning this new tool. Well, so. that's okay. That's, that, that depends. Oh, like, learning a new did tool I op- is always... open up a can of worms? <laughs> no, I mean, learning a new tool is always, has a lot of advantages and, like it's not that by investing in framer and learning more about prototyping and stuff, I'm not investing in being better designer, right? Oh no, 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 definitely not. Like I, but I think so. Okay, let me unpack this a bit. I I do think that learning framer for a lot of designers actually makes also makes them a better designer. It's kind of this like win-win situation where mm-hmm. like most designers just know like static, they're going to know sketch or something like that um, or Figma or whatever. Um, they're going to know that and not do any prototyping. So for them actually like going from no prototyping to any sort of prototyping um, is actually like a huge benefit to their workflow and is going to make their work better. Even if they have to like power through and learn that new tool. Um, but what I would say is if you're already prototyping, whether it's like with HTML or like Xcode or anything like that. And then deciding, you know what, I already know that and now I'm just going to learn this other tool that is like maybe going to be like 5% better in some ways, but like 5% worse than others. 
the calculus there is like not clear. Like I I don't I wouldn't say like it's a clear way of sure. like yes, you should spend that time. But I wasn't that position. I'd say, I'd say I overall like HTML. So another thing I want to <laughs> clarify, like knowing more stuff equals better. Like it's always better to know more things, right? But yeah. what I'm talking about here is like in a in a limited like time span, like for me, and like that doesn't apply to everyone, right? Like yeah, no, if no. someone's in a different situation, like learning these new tools might totally be the right uh, solution for them. Um, I'm just talking about like my personal scenario here. So like I'm totally not blaming like if you know like Framer by heart, like perfect, like that's awesome. Like if you can master that tool, great. I'm just saying like I wish I could keep up, but I just feel like I can't these days. Yeah. So I have to like pick my battles. We're, we're, we're getting old. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe. No, it's, uh, dude, I, I understand. I, I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, and like I I will definitely be happy to switch to Figma um, when it gets uh, crosses that line and and becomes like clearly better than other tools on the market. Um, but it still has a bit to go. So, also, um, you want to know the most recent tool that I tried it and I knew immediately. Oh my god, yes, I'm gonna use this. No, abstract. <laughs> oh. I can't say anything else, but yeah, keep keep an eye on those guys. Yeah, so I haven't tr- I haven't tried it yet. Well, I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you a bit more after this. So, All right. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, before we go, uh, you want to do recommendations? Yes. All right. So my recommendation today, <laughs> which is actually perfect timing, <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> um, I do enjoy using some new tools sometimes when they're an improvement over my current workflow. So for my job, I do have to deal with a lot of GitHub issues. This is how we manage a lot of our products, uh, Shopify. Uh, This is how we get shit done. So everything basically goes through GitHub issues. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this week, some, uh, some friends of mine... Uh, launched this new awesome tool that is called Git Scout. Um, so it's this native uh, app for Mac that gives you a native client um, to see the issues, and it's fully featured. You can leave comments, uh, leave reactions, all that stuff. And what I love about it is that it's just like one click away, like in my dock, always there, always visible. I don't have to like go to GitHub, click on like the the issues link and then navigate there. It's Open all right times. there for me. It's super easy, super simple, and it looks amazing. So, yeah, check it out. Get Scout. You. Okay, I have a... Uh, by the way, I checked it out. Uh looks really good. Uh, definitely. Again, like, if you deal with GitHub or... It only works with GitHub, right? It doesn't work yes. like with Bitbucket or... So if you work with GitHub, um, give it a try. I have two recommendations. Ooh. Not going to spend a lot of time on these. One is a movie. It's called Don't Think Twice. And it's one of those, like, it's an indie movie, uh, basically about uh, an improv group uh, that really wants to get into SNL. <laughs> 
it's this it's this this just so fuzzy and warm and 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 sweet movie uh that I really recommend it. I watched it over the weekend and it's awesome. And my second recommendation is a video game. It's Oh, whoa, 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 wait. Um I just saw it. it's made by um if you watch Orange is the New Black, it's uh the actor that plays um the like new young owner of the prison. What? Yeah, Mike Burbiglia. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, that that guy, he's very famous for this Sleepwalk with Me movie. Uh oh. started out as like a yeah, he's <laughs> he was a sleepwalker and has this stand-up I actually I I think I first heard him on The Moth, the the podcast. Hmm. Anyway, definitely, if you haven't checked the Sleepwalk with me, uh, that started as a stand-up bit. Um, I actually would recommend that instead of the movie, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, that guy is pretty funny. <laughs> cool. I'll okay. check it out. Um, it's, on, it's on iTunes, if you want to check it out there. Um, uh, second recommendation is a video game. It's Final Fantasy XV. It's awesome. <laughs> I played it over the weekend. Of course, I'm not. I haven't finished it because uh, that game is huge. Uh, if you don't know Final Fantasy, well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This is one of the most famous RPGs um, series, video game series ever, and uh, Final Fantasy 15. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Like it really is great. It looks amazing, and so far, uh, it's a great uh, Final Fantasy game. So if you're into it. And check it out. Wait. You have you ever played Final Fantasy? I'll let you guess. No. But no. are you familiar with Final Fantasy? Yeah, I've heard of okay. it. All right. I'm I just have zero interest. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. You're not you're not a huge gamer, <laughs> are you? Yeah, I'm totally not the the in the market for this. Like I'm excited about uh Super Mario Run, but that's about it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. For you uh, gamers, listeners, I'm here for you. Yes, no and there's lots of them, so I'm definitely in the minority here. No worries. <laughs> I got your back. <laughs> By the way, if anyone has played The Last Guardian and wants to tell me if it's great, tweet at me. Which, by the way, you can tweet at us at LayoutFM on Twitter, of course, if you want to tweet, that's we're on Twitter. And you can check uh, layout.fm, that's our website. You can check all of the other shows, uh, all the show notes, all of the links to get in touch with us. Um, uh, but if you want to get on our Slack channel team thing, go to spec.fm slash Slack. You can request an invite, you get in, you go to, do, to the layout channel, and you, you can find us there. We're there. All the time. So if you want to talk to us there or suggest new uh, topics or stuff for us to talk about, that's the best place. If you want to hear and listen to more podcasts, more awesome podcasts, just go to spec.fm. You have all the podcasts that you might need or want. If you're a designer or a developer or a human being, you'll find something. Do you want to announce this uh, layout, these? Yes. Oh, my God. I was about to forget. I mean, people okay. might uh, might skip because it's after... We started the intro. But it's okay. The, the, they'll be, you know, that's how they know they're special. If you're yes. still, li- <laughs> if you're still listening, you are special. Um, so next week we will do our first ever annual layouties. Is that is that where <laughs> the title we're going with? Sure. 
so it's inspired by uh, the Upgradies. Um, if you listen to Upgrade uh, on Relay FM, uh, but basically, um, it's gonna probably be our last show uh, before the end of the year. Uh, we're taking a little break, uh, and so we thought. Uh, we would go in and uh, create some categories uh, and then pick our favorite X or, yeah, whatever, like any categories that you can think of. And basically the idea is that it, it's like this award show um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, we're going to give out like f- fake prizes <laughs> to uh, some of our f- very favorite things that happened this year. <laughs> So, um, what we're, Rafa and I are going to come up with some categories, uh, Mm -hmm. but we want you, the listeners to help us out with that. So if you have any ideas of interesting categories or, or like questions that like you'd like us to answer, uh, as a roundup of the year, please let us know on Twitter, on Slack, over email, doesn't matter. Just let us know. We'll add them in. Uh, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, and then you get to, to hear our, our answer. And if you want some examples of what we are actually talking about, stuff like this year, what was your favorite new app? Or this year, what was the, I don't know, the new tool that you learned? Or <laughs> favorite people, uh, <laughs> yeah. favorite album, whatever. Favorite um, TV show. Yep, there you go. Westworld. Spoilers. So, <laughs> just <laughs> anything, uh, ask us away. And, and we'll say your name. Uh, actually, if you want to be on the show, like your voice, you can also record a voice memo uh, on your phone or on your computer or whatever. Send us a clip of you asking us the question and we'll play it on the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Dude, uh, we're... we're, we're We'll be looking forward to your uh, questions and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Awesome. All right. All right, bye. Bye.